0: RTHK
1: News.
2: It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines: the ombudsman announces a probe into allegations of the unauthorized use and sale of government-produced surgical masks. More than a hundred passengers from the Diamond Princess cruise ship leave a Fulton housing estate after completing two weeks quarantine. And California declares a state of emergency over the coronavirus. The Ombudsman has announced a probe into reports of the unauthorised use and sale of government-produced face masks. Altus Wong has the details.
1: The green surgical masks marked CSI for Correctional Services Industries are made by inmates under the supervision of the Correctional Services Department. They are mainly supplied to the government logistics department for distribution to various departments, and the government also sells some to social welfare organizations and schools. But recent media reports said they are available on the market amid the coronavirus outbreak, calling into question whether they have been misused or resold without authorization. The investigation will look at the production, distribution and stock taking of the masks and as the way the Correctional Services Department and the Government Logistics Department manage the system. The Ombudsman, Winnie Chu said she'll make recommendations to close any loopholes and avoid abuse of CSI masks if the probe uncovers problems. Last year, the Correctional Services Department supplied an average of 1.1 million masks to the government a month.
2: Over 100 passengers from the Diamond Princess cruise ship have completed their two weeks quarantine and left the housing estate in Fotan. Janice Wong reports.
3: In total, 108 cruise passengers have completed quarantine, but of these, two are in hospital after being confirmed with the coronavirus. The rest have left the Chunyang Estate quarantine camp in Fotan. One woman said she was happy to finally go home. A man said he didn't think his cruise could turn out so badly, and he'll think twice before taking another. In total, over 220 Hong Kong cruise passengers were quarantined after returning from Yokohama, where they had already endured a 14-day quarantine on board the virus-stricken vessel. Of the returnees, nine were later confirmed with COVID-19, while one was a probable case. The remaining passengers will complete the quarantine in the next couple of days.
2: An NGO that helps new immigrants from China has expressed concern over some restaurants that refuse to receive guests who speak Mandarin amid rising concern about the coronavirus. The Society for Community Organisation has identified around 100 eateries that explicitly state that they don't welcome mainlanders or Mandarin speakers except Taiwanese. Some also say they don't welcome guests who visited the mainland in the past 14 days. The restaurants say they're doing this to protect Hong Kongers. Soko's staff visited 13 of the restaurants and were told to leave by five of them. Here's their spokesman, Richard Toi.
1: Under our existing law, uh, whether it is the amount to racial discrimination, you know, uh, unlawful or uh, under the race discrimination ordinance nowadays, that of
0: course, uh, our existing law has uh, several defects. But in general, we will also
1: think even under our existing law, if you uh, try to uh, discriminate uh, some people like with a uh, certain language, like they speak, then you refuse to uh, serve them. That would also be a amount to indirect discrimination.
2: Mainland authorities have reported 31 more coronavirus deaths, bringing China's toll to over 3,000. There were 139 new cases. South Korea has 145 new infections. The International Monetary Fund has announced 50 billion US dollars in funding for countries hit by the coronavirus. The IMF said it's making the money available to help poor and middle-income countries with weak health systems respond to the epidemic. The announcement comes one day after the World Bank announced a 12 billion US dollar package to help countries deal with the coronavirus. The governor of the US state of California, Gavin Newsom, has declared a state of emergency over the coronavirus outbreak. It comes after the virus spread to 12 counties across one across the US state, killing one person and infecting more than 50. He made the announcement at a news conference in Sacramento. We have accordingly entered into this next phase that is required me under the circumstances to advance a proclamation of a state of emergency in the state of California. The proclamation is to serve to help advance our resources, to uh, loosen up our regulatory environment, to provide some clarity in terms of jurisdiction and oversight capacity as relates to the access and utilization of state properties and allow us to preempt local land use if indeed we feel that is appropriate. Italy is shutting all its schools and universities until the middle of the month to try to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Authorities announced 28 people died in the past day, taking the total to 107. Most of the deaths were in the northern Lombardy region. The Education Minister, Lucia Attolina, announced the school
1: closure.
3: For the government, it hasn't been an easy decision. We also considered the opinions of a scientific committee. We've decided that in the face of the quickly changing epidemic situation, we will suspend educational activities outside the red zone from tomorrow until the 15th of March.
2: The new James Bond film, No Time to Die, has become the latest casualty of the coronavirus epidemic. It was meant to open in April, but it's now been pushed back to November. Here's the BBC's Rebecca Jones.
1: In a tweet, the film's producers announced that after careful consideration and what they called a thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, the release would be postponed until November.
0: Where's 007?
1: The premiere of No Time to Die, which is due to be Daniel Craig's final appearance as James Bond, was scheduled for the 31st of March in London before the film opened around the world in April. Some cinemas had already started selling tickets. And the Venice Architecture Biennale has been delayed from May until August.
2: Back locally, a pro democracy group has protested outside the Communications Authority, accusing it of a political decision to scrap a requirement that free TV stations air RTHK programs. TVB has long contested the requirement. Supporters of the decision say it's no longer necessary, given that RTHK has its own television channel. TVB and Vue TV now must decide whether they'll continue to air RTHK programs. But the vice chairman of the Association for Democracy and People's Livelihood, Calvin Ho, says the public broadcaster is being targeted because its satirical show, Headliner, upset the authorities.
3: TVB and Beauty, we have uh, many audience. They have a, we call it in the market rate, they have a dominant position. So they should also take their social responsibility to broadcast the RTHK program. And also one of the condition of their uh, license is to broadcast the programme of RTHK. If the authority can waive this kind of responsibility, then we think that TVB and VUTV should also pay about the fee of the waive.
2: Overnight, RTHK's programme staff union also urged the government to seek spectrum utilisation fees from TVB. A funeral with full honours has been held for Customs Officer Ng Wingman, one of three who died when their vote capsized during an anti-smuggling operation in January. An official parade was held outside a funeral parlour in Hong Hom. Her coffin, draped in an SAR flag, was carried to the hearse by colleagues. It went by the Customs Marine Base at Stonecutters Island before arriving at Gallant Garden, where she will be buried. The billionaire businessman Michael Bloomberg has thrown his weight behind the former Vice President Joe Biden after a disastrous performance in the Democrats' Super Tuesday primaries. At a rally in New York, he said he wanted to unite behind the candidate most likely to defeat Donald Trump. I've known Joe for a very long time. I know his decency, his honesty, his commitment to the issues that are so important to our country, including gun safety, health health care climate change, and good jobs. He fought for working people his whole life. And I'm glad to say I endorse Joe Biden, and I hope you will join me
3: in working to make him the next president of the United States of America.
2: President Trump said Mr. Bloomberg's poor performance on on Tuesday was a surprise.
0: He won nothing. I mean, he got so few delegates. It's incredible. I would say probably, well, no, now he's doing that because, you know, he's spiteful and he's a spiteful guy. I know him well. He's a very spiteful guy. He's very upset. Uh, he made a fool out of himself, to be honest with you, and it's, uh, he's not too happy about that.
2: The Swedish climate change activist Greta Thunberg has told the European Parliament that the EU's proposed climate law amounts to surrender. The European Commission wants to make it a legal requirement for the EU to be carbon neutral by 2050, but the 17-year-old campaigner said that wasn't enough.
0: I'm sorry, but this makes no sense at all. When your house is on fire, you don't wait a few more years to start putting it out. And yet, this... Is what the commission are proposing today.
2: Ms Dunberg said nature did not bargain and you couldn't do deals with physics. One of Europe's biggest regional airlines, the British carrier Flybe, is on the verge of collapse, threatening thousands of jobs. It's thought the airline will go into administration. Here's the BBC's
0: Theo Leggett. The airline, which carries 8 million passengers a year to destinations across the UK, as well as on some overseas routes, has been struggling financially for years. A takeover in early 2019 put it into the hands of powerful investors, Virgin Atlantic, Stobart Group and Cyrus Capital, but its fortunes didn't improve. A deal between the government and those investors in January appeared to have prevented its collapse, but a planned £100 million loan did not materialise, while the coronavirus outbreak took a heavy toll on bookings. The British-based
2: aid agency Save the Children has been accused of mismanagement in its handling of sexual misconduct allegations against staff at its London head office. Two of the charity's most senior bosses were at the centre of complaints by female staff in 2015. Finance now, and the U.S. dollar is trading at 107.28 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and no cents. To the market, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng index was at 26,562. That's 340 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $63 billion. And now with the sports. Here's Adam Chung?
3: Italy's government has ordered that all sporting events in the country must be staged behind closed doors until the 3rd of April. The BBC's Joe Parsons reports. All sport
1: in Italy will be played behind closed doors until April the 3rd because of the coronavirus. Italy is the worst-hit European country with more than 3,000 cases and more than 100 deaths. The Italian Cup semi-finals between Juventus and AC Milan and Napoli and Inter Milan were postponed this week. The decision by the Italian government also means the men's and women's Six Nations matches between England and Italy on the 14th and 15th of March will take place in empty stadiums.
3: Now to football and the big upset in the English FA Cup. Norwich, last in the Premier League and playing away from home, have beaten Tottenham to reach the quarterfinals. The Swiss forward Joseph Dermich scored in the second half to level the contest at one all, that was to score at the end of ninety minutes plus extra time. Norwich went on to win 3 2 on penalties. Elsewhere, Leicester City beat second-tier Birmingham City 1-0. Manchester City remain in contention for a second successive cup double. Three days after retaining the League Cup, they won 1-0 at second-tier Sheffield Wednesday to reach the last eight of the FA Cup, thanks to a second-half goal from Sergio Aguero.
0: We know it's uh, very, very tough. Uh, that pitch is so, so difficult, but uh, the importance is... Uh, uh, We're winning, you no? Know? We we qualify the next round.
3: Was the challenge tonight what you expected from Sheffield Wednesday?
0: No, I think uh, they are a good team. So you you say is uh, they are they are stuff good? Uh, they are very good defense. So nothing. So uh, I think is uh, uh, they are uh, they are going to win well in the in championship.
3: Manchester United will come up against their record goal scorer Wayne Rooney when they visit Derby County in the FA Cup tonight. Rooney is now Derby's captain and assistant coach. The United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says he's looking forward to the match.
1: Well, he's been a fantastic player for Man United. He played it for so long. He's, a, he's the club's top scorer. Uh, he's won so many trophies. For me, I don't think the fans uh, underrate him i think everyone really really appreciates uh, what he did for us and uh, he's still very welcome he's still around the place he comes to old trafford so he's uh, he'll get a a good uh, reception from our away fans in that game definitely but any goal he scores against us will be choked off his his goal tallies
3: the winner of the game between United and Derby will visit Norwich in the quarter-finals. Manchester City will travel to Newcastle. Leicester are home to Chelsea. And that's your look at sports.
2: And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Ombudsman announces a probe into allegations of the unauthorised use and sale of government-produced surgical masks. More than 100 passengers from the Diamond Princess cruise ship leave a FOTAN housing estate after completing two weeks' quarantine. And California declares a state of emergency over the coronavirus. The news from RTHK.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday the 5th of March is today's date. I just want to say thank you to uh, Mr. Phil Whelan for the morning brew. We've got a busy show today. Just after half past one, we're marking World Book Day on the 123 show by talking about ways to encourage uh, children to read. And we'll be chatting with Pia Wong, the executive director of local charity Bring Me a Book Hong Kong. So stay tuned uh, for our chat with Pia uh, coming up in about 10 minutes or so. And after two o'clock, we're going to hear about a new local movie called Moss the Storm. And it's written and directed.